This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Jason Foley. Jason, how's it going? How's it going, man? Nice to have uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, full disclosure, we, we went to college together. I was only there. I was there your freshman year and I was a senior and then I went to grad school. So uh, we both went to Sig Heart. So that's why I, ha- I had to get you on. Um, so let's just go back. Uh, you grew up in, in New York. And um, how did how did you get recruited to Sig Heart? Yeah, a small world that we actually went to the same place. Um, good old pioneers, baby. Um, yeah, I got recruited. I... I was a little like late to the draft recruiting pro or the the college recruiting process than most I'd say. I w- uh, I went to I went to a showcase at UConn. Um, I went to a showcase showcase up at UConn, and um, obviously when you go to those like showcases like that, there's a bunch of other smaller schools around, um, like the local tiny schools that come to watch as well. And that's initially where Sacred Heart found me. Um, I obviously was like going with the intention of like opening some eyes of the UConn coaches, but that unfortunately didn't happen. But, um, yeah, the sacred, the sacred heart coaches found me there and, um, they liked me and they offered me a scholarship and it kind of all happened from there. So obviously thankful that they were able to show up that day and start my uh, baseball journey from there. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, that's why people, people go to camps and things like that. You never know. Um, was that, was that like your only option for D1? Yeah. Um, there and um i think it was uh funny enough i think it was actually temple and i'm in philly right now so it actually i think pretty sure temple is like right here um i don't think they have a baseball program anymore though i sure um but yeah again i was kind of late to it like i didn't really know if i even wanted to play in college or or i definitely did i just wanted to make sure i went to like i still wanted to go to a school that i wanted to go to outside of baseball um i don't want to just like sacrifice my whole college experience just to play um so yeah like sacred heart was like one of maybe two or three places i was able to go that were d1 um i was just kind of like i was like i was like kind of a late bloomer i always felt so like i didn't really get too much buzz out of high school yeah for sure and then uh i I believe it was 2015 season you guys won the nec championship right yeah yeah we were actually talking about the other day because we were man we like we won our conference tournament so we got like the automatic bid but we were uh man we were like 20 and 31 or something and like got into the tournament and it was like every like you know like 15 or 20 games over it was, it was crazy yeah yeah for sure i actually i believe like 2014 season was i was spring so i was still yeah i was still there in 2014 so yeah i don't know if you even know i was actually operating the scoreboard from 2000, uh, 2010 to 2014 for the baseball team. Okay, I don't think I knew that. Um, good old Harbor Yard. Yeah, good old Harbor Yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Like, the days, like, when we had double headers and stuff, it was crazy. Like, me, Randy, and uh, I forgot. There's just always, like, a random per- like third person in the booth with us. So, it was, it was uh, interesting, especially, you know, when the season starts in March. And it's freezing yeah. cold out there. <laughs> you still talked with uh dude Randy was one of my favorite. he was uh he was one of my favorite dudes from that I met like through Sacred Heart. He was awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I see him there, I, but... I, I run into him every once in a while. Um he's a good dude. He uh there? I know he say it again. Is he still working there? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, 
awesome, bro. He was, he's an awesome guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I know, uh, you also played under, uh, coach Giaquino and he was in the NFL, which I always tell people like it was crazy because at Sagar, then at the time, I, probably a little before you, the basketball coach actually played in the minor leagues of baseball. And so it was like the basketball coach was a baseball player and the, and the baseball coach was a football player. So what was that like playing for him? Dude, it was crazy. Like I didn't, uh, I don't know when I found out, but like, I didn't, I certainly didn't know that like coming into, coming into Sacred Heart. And then like, I remember we found out one day cause coach G was so humble. Like you would have never known he played in the NFL, let alone like won a Super Bowl. And like, then we found that out and we were like, bro, what the hell? Cause like, he was always like, I mean, I, I don't know how old. he was like, what, like 60, I think when he coached, like when I was there, like 65 and he was like a pretty stout dude and he would go in the weight room and kind of get after it and lift some weights. And we were always like, kind of like, damn, good for him. And then you find out he's an NFL like running back and like won a ring. You're like, what the hell? But he was awesome. Like he was, he was so, he, he, he was the first guy to introduce us to like, kind of like the mental side of, of like sports and like the mental approach to like, like deep breathing and like keeping yourself like in check and keeping yourself grounded. And that was really cool. Cause like, you know, in high school, we didn't, no one talked about that stuff. Like that was never a thing like 10 years ago. Um, so it was really cool for him to introduce like breathing mechanisms and like meditations and like visualization type, uh, stuff to help us. But, um, it was awesome playing under him and he was such a cool, cool dude. And, um, he had some great success there as the head coach. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, be- I believe he won four titles or if, if not four, it was three. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, all right, so I don't even know the story, so you got to tell me. So you go to you you leave after your junior year, and I know I believe the the Tigers discover you during the summer summer leagues. So how did how did that all come about that you left after your junior year? Yeah, um, so most I, I would say a lot of a lot of baseball players that go on to play professionally get drafted after their junior year. Like the junior year is the time when you're first eligible and like most guys get selected after that. Um, I happened to not get selected after my junior year. Um, And it was, it was tough, but then I went on to, I went on to play summer ball again. I was like ready to go back to my senior year. I remember I had like a lease signed with my buddies. Um, We were ready to go back and play. And then I was just playing summer ball on the new England college baseball league, the NECBL. Um, I was back in mystic. Mr. Connecticut, which is not too far from Sacred Heart, not too far from you over in Milford. And, um, yeah, I just, like, remembered waking up to – I don't know if it was at night or the morning. I think I woke up to a voicemail from the Tigers area scout, whose name is Jim Bretz. Um, and he just said, like, how he saw me throw and, uh, like, was really liked what he saw. And just pretty much, like, was I willing to still um, – like, am I dead set on going back to school or, or am I still willing to sign – and so I called him back and we started talking and I pretty much said like, yeah, I, I would be willing to still come and play and sign a free agent contract. Cause like, you know, I didn't know going back to senior year at Sacred Heart, like we're obviously not like a ridiculous powerhouse of a baseball school. Like we're, we're kind of an under the radar, low D one school. So like, I was like, you know, maybe I don't even get a chance. Like I didn't, I didn't perform well my junior year. Like what if I don't perform well again? Like maybe I don't even get a shot to like play. So I was like, yeah, like I would still sign. And then um, he was like, all right. He wanted to come see me again with like a, a higher tier scout. Like, I don't know if it was like a regional scout or like just someone with a little more 
I guess hierarchy in the scouting department. Uh, so they come, they came to see me throw, um, like maybe four or five days later. Um, and then like, I, I threw pretty well. Um, I remember it was pretty sweet. We were playing the other team we were playing had like four of my, my homies and my teammates from sacred heart on it. So it was pretty cool. Cause they all knew the circumstances and, um, I threw pretty well and I signed my professional free agent contract, like a like, day or two later. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. And, uh, <clears throat> I guess like what, I, I don't know the stat cause so Troy Scribner, another shoe alum, he was the first player to make it to the MLB from shoe. Uh, yep. I remember when he, he didn't get drafted either. And I, I remember I was trying to look up the stat cause like, I, like, I know the rules change now, but there used to be like 50 rounds in the MLB draft. So as a, as an American and not like, you know, from overseas, you, if you're, you know, foreign, you could just get signed or whatever and you don't get drafted, whatever. But <clears throat> so I'm pretty sure it's like extremely rare to go undrafted and make it to the MLB. And I, I don't know what the stat for an American player, like, I don't know what the stat is, but I know it's super rare. So I know you're in that category. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's really cool that Troy was able to do that as well. Um, being the first guy from our school to make it. Um, I definitely don't know the statistics, but it's got to be pretty rare because I think, I mean, I would imagine making the big leagues even as a drafted player is still a pretty small percentage. Um, just because, yeah, when I was, mine mine was 40. When I was getting drafted, it was 40 rounds. Uh, they shaved it to 20. But, um, yeah, I would imagine it's a pretty low and, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to think about. Um, I was actually getting asked about that the other day by a reporter and, like, it is pretty sweet. I don't get to like probably look back, look back at it and like appreciate it enough because I'm just, you know, I'm just like busy playing and trying to compete. But like, you know, when people like you or other guys remind me of it, it's pretty sweet to think about. Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't know, like, you know, Sacred Heart, uh, you know, they're, I, I'd say, you know, love, love, not even love hate relationship. It's just like they just don't see stuff. They don't see stuff. I don't think like even like this right now, like, why? Like, I just, they should be highlighting you and Zach more. Not even just athletics. Like, they should just be like, yo, look at what just happened. Like, what's happening right now? Yeah, I agree. I don't want to, <clears throat> I'm with you. I don't want to, like, make it sound like, I don't want to, like, talk negatively on them. But, like, you would think they try to use, like, again, there's only been three of us to make it out of there. So, it's not like you're, it's not like we're LSU. We're pumping out, like, four big leaguers a year. Um, you would think they would try to, like, use the fact that, two of us are currently in the big leagues to help recruit them a little more and like promote us on maybe some social media, but you know, it is what it is. Like, um, but yeah, it's pretty sweet. That's actually too. Right. Crazy. Crazy. So, so tell me, tell me like a little bit about, uh, the minor leagues. Cause, uh, for those that don't know, it's like a grind. You ride in buses to games, like long, car, uh, bus rides and things like that. And, uh, and then I know like, obviously, everyone was affected by 2020, but then you, you didn't even get to play as well. Yeah. It's actually funny, dude. We were just talking about this like two days ago, but about how much the grind, like the minor leagues used to be. Um, luckily they, they switched it. They, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, I feel like you're pretty well-versed in sports. So you probably know, but like they switched it to um, like week long series. I'm not sure if you know that. So you play like Tuesday through Sunday, the same team, six days, and then you have Monday off every week which is awesome for them. But like, yeah, when I was going through the minors, it was like a normal MLB schedule, like three or four game series. Um, and like, yeah, you're, you're taking like 
three to seven hour bus trips. Like you're on one Peter Pan bus with, with like your whole coaching staff, all your players. And like, obviously we're all like, most guys are pretty, we're like above average sized people, you know, um, next to someone like you got two people that are six feet, 200 pound plus and like a coach bus next to each other. You got, I don't know, people are sleeping on floors. You're just, everyone's all over the place. It's a mess, but like, um, it's, it was a grind, but it's also weirdly like some of the most fun times you had, I feel like, cause you're just all in it together. Um, I remember I was living in like an apart, a three bedroom apartment with five dudes. Like, I don't know, you're staying at like red roof, in, red roof inns or like just ratty, like hotels, like eating McDonald's and stuff. Um, like it's, it's, it's a grind looking back. Cause like now I know like what the MLB is like and like how much better you get treated. But, um, it's also weirdly like super fun. Like you're with all your, you're with all your boys. You're kind of grinding through together, playing ball. So it's actually kind of fun in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like you're in college again. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, literally. Like you're just, you're playing summer ball with your, with your homies and like, like, yeah, you're cheating. You're eating like, I mean, you're racking up like two peanut butter and jellies a day. Uh, Like, you know, whatever. Like Chipotle is like a, a luxury. Like I remember one time I was in, I was in high A and like my, I was just texting one of my buddies from home and I don't even know how it happened, but like he just Venmoed me like 15 bucks and he was like Chipotle bowl on me. And I was like, bro, you don't even know how much, like you give a minor leaguer, like a, a Chipotle gift card. Like, bro, that's like, that's like winning the lottery. It's like the best thing ever. So, but it was fun. Um, you always have good memories of it, but um, you know, I guess, I guess it's it's nice that they've they've uh, made it a little better logistically for the players and a little better on like travel and, and whatnot for them now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then um, I don't even know if I mentioned. So you're a pitcher. So and I, I read an article about uh, one one pitch like changes the course of your career. Um, what is that? What has it been like just developing as a pitcher like through the minor leagues and then making it to the major leagues? Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, like you're referring to – so I used to be – I used to throw all four-seam fastballs, like just kind of your normal – like when you learn to play baseball, you grip it like a four-seam because everyone's like, oh, you know, it goes straight. So, like, that was just my fastball. Um, and I always threw the ball pretty hard. Like, in the minor leagues, I'd – you know, I'd be like similar to what I am now, like 95 and above. Um but, like, now with all the, the changes in analytics, like, I was starting to see that, like, well, I guess I wasn't starting to see, but, like, my force team never really played that well, meaning that, like, I wouldn't – I would throw hard, but I wouldn't really get that many, like, swing and misses on it. Um, and then you'd see other guys that are throwing, like, 88 or 90, and, like, they're they're blowing it by people, and you're kind of like, you know, what's going on? Um, and luckily, in the spring training of 2020, before we got shut down, um, uh, we brought in a, a guy from Driveline. And driveline's like a pretty much like a pitching lab. It's like a its own third party like pitching lab. They're not affiliated with anyone. And we brought in a guy to work with us, and he pretty much was saying, like my four seam is is hard. It it comes out like velocity wise pretty well, but all of its other metrics like spin rate and like all these other metrics pretty much make it like a below average pitch. Like it, it, for some reason, the way it spins or the way it comes out of my hand, like the hitters can see it. It's like flat. It's kind of like what they call a dead zone heater. Um, and he suggested I start throwing sinkers, and I threw one, and immediately he was like, man, that's a way better pitch. You should start throwing that. So, like, from then on out, I pretty much started throwing, like, predominantly sinkers for my fastball. Um, 
and like as I've gotten better with it I, and I've been able to improve like maybe some some metrics on it. I've been able to get some more run and more sync on it I've been able to locate it a little better and and doing so is like really catapulted me and like in my career and like probably one of the main reasons I I made the big leagues um so yeah it was like pretty sweet in that regard um so that guy I always have I remember I texted him when I debuted I was like I sent him like a nice email and I was like man thank you so much like without I don't know like I don't honestly don't know if I would have ever made it without that one bullpen switch that he made for me yeah that's crazy too and just coming from like an independent person uh that's dope um and and what about uh i know you throw you you throw over you've thrown over 100 but have you done in an mlb game um not to my knowledge i don't think i have um once i started throwing sinkers i wouldn't say like my velo went down but i think it's like it's probably like a a mile an hour or two slower than my four seam probably was um and um all right well what's it like throwing that fast (laughs) (laughs) um i the first time I did, I guess it's pretty cool. You don't really think about it much now just because, like, I'll get, dude, anytime. If you can get an out, I don't care how how fast I can throw it, like, spread it out. But I remember I remember my first year of pro ball, so 2017, um, I, was throwing, I was throwing hard. And, like, there was, like, maybe, like, eight to ten outings in a row. Because, like, in the minor leagues, you have um, your own players start charting the game. So, like, they, they write down, like, all the pitches, all the velos, all that stuff. And like, like 10 outings in a row, it was like, I hit like 98 or like I hit 99 and everyone was like, you know, like just messing with me, like calling me soft, like, yo, throw, you got to hit a hundred, blah, blah, blah. So I put on like, um, like red hot, which is like, I don't know if it's like, uh, like a, it's like a goo that you like rub on your muscles or whatever. And like helps like heat up and get loose up. And I threw it on before one game. I was like, all right, I'm going to just throw one as hard as I can. I remember like. I just reared back, like, without any regard where the ball was going, which is probably not too safe. Feel bad for the batter who was in the box at the moment. But I spiked it, like, 55 feet, but it was 100. And then finally everyone was like, oh, like, congrats. But it was it was pretty cool. I missed by a mile. But um, I guess it's pretty sick just to be able to say I've, I've thrown a ball 100 miles an hour, although, like, it feels like every single guy does it now. Yeah. Yeah, that's – yeah, that's why – yeah, like, growing up, like, that. Was, I remember, like, Chapman, they were just, like, going crazy about him, and now it's, like – it's not normal, but it's still like more normal than it used to be. Yeah, like Chapman was the guy. It's like you got guys 105, and like the joke. <laughs> um, and then yeah, tell me about like getting that the the phone call up to the majors. Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a it's such a hard feeling to explain, but um, it was a pretty cool story behind it because I got. So it was in 2021, I got COVID in spring training and, um, I didn't, once I got cleared, I didn't have to test for like two weeks, two months or so because I had like the antibodies. Um, and I remember we were in Memphis, Tennessee and my trainer was like, Hey, you're going to have to start testing for COVID again. Like that time's up. I was like, okay, cool. And I remember I was at a coffee shop with some of my buddies and I get, I look at my phone. I have like five missed calls, five missed texts from my trainer, like, call me back and I was like this is kind of weird this stuff usually doesn't happen so I call him back and he's like yo you got to get down to the clubhouse like right now you gotta you gotta spit and take a test to get cleared for tonight and I was like like, all right this is kind of weird like whatever so I scooter over to the field and I get in there and everyone's like there's only some coaches and staff in there and they're all kind of like ignoring me and I was like this is 
like, this is weird. Like, what's going on? And, like, I kind of had an inkling I might get called up, but I didn't want to, like, obviously, like, get my hopes up and then not happen. Um, so I go in the – I finally spit. I go in. I give it to my trainer, and he brings me in the clubhouse, and my manager blows me up. Like, he's like, bro, you got to be more professional. Like, you got to – you got to answer your, tra- you got to have your phone on, you got to answer your trainer, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, just all pissed at me and chapped. I'm like, ah, oh, what's going on? And then he hands me the sheet and it's like a form that says like, you're going to be reinstated to play. And on the form, it just said like, congrats, you're going to the big leagues. And I like, I didn't know what to say. Cause I didn't really know if it- I was like, I literally said like, you're not fucking with me. Right. And he was like, read, like, read the paper. He's like in my face. And I'm like, so you're like, you were not lying. He's like, no, like you're going to the fucking big leagues. My pitching coach is right there, and I hugged him. I like cried. It was it was pretty sick. That's dope. And now now circling back all the way to the beginning of this interview, you you were saying like you didn't even know you were gonna play like college baseball. So like, how crazy is it to make it to the MLB? Yeah, again, it's kind of one of those things like I tr- like I don't probably spend enough time like reflecting on and like realizing, but um, yeah, like it's 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 sick, dude. Like to think of how far I came, it's like a pretty awesome. I think it's like a pretty sweet story and like um you know it just shows like if you if you work hard and like keep going at something like you can you can accomplish like a lot more than you, you probably think yeah and then um in 2021 uh zach short your teammate from Sacred heart uh got traded to the tigers and you, you guys played in the minors right at that time yeah i think he might have got traded in 2020 or yeah uh, 2020 i'm not even sure i think it was 2020 but um, 2021. Yeah. We were both, we started the year in AAA. He got called up just before, or like earlier than I did, maybe a month before I did. Um, which was awesome. I remember we were at home in Toledo and he got called up. I was so pumped for him. And then, uh, I got called up like a month later. Um, and then I think I, I don't think it was until, I don't think it was until 2022 that we were actually on the field together for the first time, if I'm not mistaken, but, um, that was an awesome experience as well. So, uh, so he was there when you got called up. Yeah, he actually got. It was actually funny. He actually got sent down the day that I got called up. Which is AJ. AJ was like really cool about it. He obviously knew like what it meant to us, so he let him stay instead. Of, like usually when you get sent sent down, you like fly the next day. Um, but he let him stay and watch my debut, which was awesome. Yeah, that's that's dope. And then yeah, like. Even like what it what is that like to just like have your college teammate with you as as a pro? Yeah, bro, it's sick. Like we were, like we always talk about. We were like, you know, we're we're you know like how sick our was. We're practicing at like fields. Like we're playing at like Harvard, like an independent ball field. We're practicing like indoors on a basketball court. And we're like, man, to think like we can't. Now we're on like playing at Yankee Stadium together. Or, like something you know, like something wild like that. Like it's a nut it's it's crazy so it's like it's 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 nuts and i'm 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 so proud of him and proud of how far we've come so like it's it's really cool to think about and i i hope he i mean i hope we get to stay teammates for a while but we'll see man this game's crazy yeah yeah it's funny too just when you said that like i remember you guys practicing in the in the on the basketball court or like near the mat whatever like in that gym um but yeah what and then uh I believe you got your first save this year. Um, so what was that? What was that like to get your first major league save? Yeah, dude, it was sick. I got um, we were we were at home against Cleveland, and um, 
AJ is pretty good about managing the bullpen, not overusing people. And our closer, Alex Lang, was like had thrown two days in a row. So he wasn't available that night. And then Eduardo Rodriguez was throwing. I mean, he was throwing the lights out. He threw eight shutout against Cleveland. And like, I thought he it was a one nothing game. And I thought he was going to go back out. And then they call. And they're like, Foley, you're in the game. And I was like, like all right. Like, obviously knew it was a save opportunity. I obviously knew it was my first save. Um and it was a one-run game, too, so obviously I was like, damn, you got to, like, kind of got to hunker down here. And I remember Jose Ramirez was up third, and I was like, all right, like, let's do your best. And Miles Straw was leading off, I think, or someone really fast was leading off. And I was like, all right, like, let's lock it in. Let's try to get this first guy out because you don't want someone that's, like, blazing fast and, like, could steal a base, and then Jose Ramirez gets up. So luckily I got the first two guys out, and then – um it was cool. I punched out Jose Ramirez for, for my first save, so it was actually pretty sweet. Um, I couldn't have really drawn it up any better. Um, it was it was an awesome experience, so yeah. Yeah, so was it, has, has there been anyone that you faced that was like one of your favorite players growing up? Um, or Did you grow up a Yankee fan? Yeah, I grew up a Yankee fan. Um I grew up a Yankee fan. Um, not, I would say I haven't faced someone that's like my favorite player. Or who's someone that you want to face? Facing Trout was pretty sick. I mean, that was, like, one time I was, like, I don't know. He kind of just has, like, a presence in the box, and, like, facing Trout was pretty um, What What happened in that event? Um, I faced him three times. He singled off me once, and then I punched him out twice, which was actually pretty sweet. <laughs> All right, that's sick. That's yeah. sick. <clears throat> um, no, you're good. Um, I just got a few more questions, then we're, then we're completely done. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I also, I just want to ask you some fun questions. So, uh, what is it like to play with Miguel Cabrera? He's, I mean, it's pretty sick to like, like I remember growing up, I had a poster of him on my wall. Like he was obviously like one of the best, I mean, is one of the best hitters ever. And like, especially of our generation. But, um, I think the coolest part about him is like, he's, he's such a good dude. Like he's such a nice, like genuine, like just fun, loving, goofy dude that like, Treats everyone the same, no matter if you're have ten years in the big leagues, if you're a rookie, if you're your first day. Um, he's like super cool, like super like outgoing, like you can talk to him, joke around with him, and I think that's one of the coolest parts about him. So it's 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 pretty cool to uh, it's pretty sick to be his teammate. Yeah, that's dope. All right, so I got to ask you the this just happened last. I think it, yeah, I think it was last night. I wanted to hear your take as a as a professional player. So I, I believe his name is pronounced Ellie. De La Cruz. So he had his first mm-hmm. home run last night and uh, like a young kid caught it. And he just, instead of, uh, I don't think he got any money from it, but instead of that, he, he just got like all of his boys. It was like eight of them and they just got like signed baseball in a picture with them. But then like in the comments on Twitter, they're like, yo, you could have got hundreds of thousands. You could have got millions, blah, blah, blah. Like, but in my eyes, I'm like, yo, he did the right thing. Like, it's not like, who knows what it, that uh, he's going to be anyways. He's a rookie and all that. And like, so what, what's your take on that? Um, I kind of, I kind of agree with you. Like, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like if you, if you just understand, if you just have like, I feel like a little bit of just like understanding, you'd realize like, bro, that's like, that's, that ball means way more to him than like it'll ever mean to you. Um, so if you got to meet him and like get some cool, I saw like he got like a signed bat and like probably some free tickets for a couple games. Like, I think that's plenty, like plenty compensation like for for that i mean you got to realize like again like this ball is going to mean 
like it's his first home run ball, hopefully of many. Um, and it's like going to mean way more to him than it ever going to mean to you. So I think meeting him and getting some bats and balls and a couple of tickets is like plenty enough to like trade it in. I mean, now I get what you're saying. Like if you catch like a big one, like a 700th homer, like I get Yeah, that'd it. be a different story. Like I get it. it's actually worth like millions probably, but um, I don't know. It's his first home run ball. Like he deserves it. It's going to be like more, probably one of the coolest pieces of memorabilia that guy ever gets because it's, you know, not many people get to do that. So I, I, I think it's pretty cool what he did. Yeah. And I, I thought it was like, I wasn't even thinking about like the money. And I just thought, I thought it was dope that he got all of his boys in like with the group picture. I thought it was pretty cool. For sure. Yeah. hundred <clears throat> percent. All right. Uh, last, or actually, actually two, two last ones. Uh, who do you want to do a Jersey exchange with that you haven't done yet? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I guess exchange might not be the right term because I don't know how many people want mine. But um, I actually have started, like, collecting cool jerseys. Um, um, I guess that's a good question. I got some for this year. I, I need to get um, – I actually have a Bryce Harper jersey. We're playing the Phillies. I actually have a Bryce Harper jersey I'm going to get signed. Um, I just forgot to bring it, but um, – that would be a cool one. I just, I don't know. I try to get like the players that I grew up watching, like the really, like really good, like probably Hall of Famers. Um, one cool one that I got that that's cool is uh, I used to play with Cody Clemens, who's actually also on the Phillies. He got traded there. Um, and I've met his dad quite a bit, Roger, um, like just in passing and whatnot. And like, I got a, a cool, a Boston, a Boston Roger Clemens jersey signed by him. And it's, it's pretty sick. He like signed all of his accolades on it. And he obviously has a bunch of them. So. It filled up all the numbers, so that was a pretty sick jersey. That's dope. All right, last question. What's your favorite cheat meal? Um, Probably. I mean, being a Northeast guy, I feel like I got to go, like, pizza. Like, give me, like, a whole pie and let me just take that thing down. Um, I just got, like, a really good pizza here from here in uh, Philly uh, called Angelo's, man. It was so good. Like, kind of similar to New Haven style. I'm assuming you know that, but, like, yeah, give me like a whole pie and I'll I'll crush it. Yeah, you know I'm I'm gonna say Connecticut pizza over New York. I know you're a New York guy though. Yeah, no, I've I, I don't I don't want to say I've like fully changed my my wagon like my stance on that. Um, but I think like as a whole, New York has better pizza. But I think like the couple spots in New Haven, like Sally's and Modern, um, are like insane. Like probably some of the best pizza I've ever had, but. I think there's a better chance like you walk into a random pizza place in New York and you get a better slice than Connecticut, but Sally's is pretty top tier. That's a, I'll, I'll take that. That's fair enough. Actually, I got one last question. What, what, what else do you like to do? And like, what do you like to do in your free time besides, you know, playing baseball and training? Yeah. Um, in the season it's tough cause we're just so busy. Um, but when I do have some free time, I like, I, it's a pretty basic answer, but I like getting that out there and golfing. Um, it's harder, like mid-season, it's a little tougher because we're just like, these off days I kind of want to spend like just resting and relaxing. But um, I like playing some golf. Um, um, yeah, I would say golf. I mean, I'm trying to get better. I'm not quite on Zach's level yet, but um, it's always fun to get out there and, and kill some time and hang out. Yeah, that's dope. All right, well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at? Yeah, bro. I only have um, I only have one social media, um, just Instagram. It's at jfolds6, so at J-F-O-L-E-S, and then number six. 
Um, that's all I got. But um, I appreciate you giving me the giving me the free shout. 